0: thanks for listening to carcast on podcast one
1: well in this show we get into the new ford raptor that's announced uh, i'll give you an update on my lincoln aviator black label cadillac's got some uh, flamethrowers coming out i got some hot sedans from cadillac some m1 talk as well what do you got
0: Uh, You know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com to schedule your test drive today.
1: Hey, this is TV personality Eric Bowling and NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. We're coming together for a new weekly podcast. Everyone, you got to subscribe. Bowling with Favre from politics, sports, finance, culture, nothing off the tables, maybe even a Kardashian comment. <laughs> One of the disappointing things of the whole Trump administration was when he left office and pardoned 143 people, the Tiger King didn't get a pardon. I, mean, kidding me? <laughs> I
0: watched one episode, by the way. He was a good guy. He just, was he, though? I don't know. I liked him a lot
1: more than Carol Baskin. <laughs> get new shows every week from Podcast One and LiveByLive.com. Old friends, great stories, intriguing conversation on bowling with Far. We may talk a little hunting. That's your neck of the woods, Brad. Right? Bi- and biking. And biking and hiking. Subscribe now on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, get it on. You've got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate, get it on. Welcome to Carcass and M.Croll. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Hello. Hello. All right, much to talk about in this episode. i got uh, thoughts on the Lincoln Aviator black label I just got. Um, New Ford Raptor announced.
0: Today, um, this morning, it's been exciting news. Yesterday and today, exciting news. Super hot Cadillacs mm-hmm. and new Raptor.
1: And uh, we got uh, Paul Walker's M1 going on Bring a Trailer for 500K. I was watching that. Um, I love me some M1s. Um, so, so much to get into. Uh, the M1, I... I don't know what the street going version of the M ones are going for these days. I would reckon it's somewhere between four and five, five seems like a pretty good price for yeah. a street M one, Uh BMW M ones kind of moved up a few years back. And I feel like they've leveled off in recent years. Um, this one had the big body kit on it, so it looks like the ones we love, the uh, race cars. Also has the um, basket weave rims with the center lock look, although I had to look at it closely to see <laughs> the fine line. Yeah, So the center lock's just a knockout to get you to the, uh, to, to the lugs, essentially.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting vehicle because, like you said, it's, it's kind of dressed up cosmetically like the pro cars, but it is a street car.
1: Right, yeah, and I I uh, I dig it. I think it's nice. I don't know, you know, what it does to the value of the car having it modified that way. Um, obviously it didn't hurt much, but I don't know. Max Maxipata, can you figure out what uh, some of these M1 street cars had uh, gone for in uh, in recent months or years?
0: And and some of the comments on Bringachella were saying that you know this this was at the higher end, I think, um, and. You know, there was a little bit of the, you know, Paul Walker previously owning the car, a little bit of a premium for that, you know, which makes sense. And uh, it, it's a kind of a unique car. It was a little slightly modified, had a little extra horsepower and stuff as well on it. So I, I'm sure it's a fun car to to kind of figure Oh, out. yeah.
1: I don't think you're going to get hurt on that car for 500K. Uh, the question is sort of would be what would a clean, untouched – m1 street car go for yeah in its place did it get a little bump because of walker and because of uh the modifications because sometimes you do the mods and it doesn't it doesn't help depending on who did it when you did it and that kind of thing anyway
0: yeah let's see if i brought up a few on uh on uh hammer hammer price hammer time Hammer hammer time
1: and uh also that uh and Max Patty, you can look up that the Stratus uh, auction too. There's another BMW, our our CSL uh um big bodied car, Group Five, Batmobile. That thing was up to five fifty or something like that the other day. Now the the question yeah. is, is that's good. It's getting some getting some bids and some eyeballs. Um I still think that's a million plus dollar car. So you know it's at five fifty with two days left or three days left mm-hmm. if it stalls out at six seventy five i i think that's a no sale
0: well we have um we have a m one at gooding and scottsdale twenty twenty sold for three sixty eight uh we've got uh, a, a no reserve gooding twenty eighteen at four sixty hmm and there was another high Dollar one. I'm trying to find out why it was so high. Well, this is going back a few years to 2015. One stalled out at 675
1: That's but, in 16?
0: Yeah, in 16. Because
1: yeah. that's when people wanted, that's when people thought they were going to get more for that car. Yeah. Uh, I told you it's dipped down a little. Current bid for the uh, CSL Batmobile with the Sebring history, I think, is uh, 650 So that's that's moving along. What is there, two days, two and a half days? Two days left. So it'll be interesting to see where that thing goes, because it's getting some action and it's a real car. Um, these they seem to be going the past
0: two years selling for just under four hundred thousand for the M mm-hmm. one streetcar. So
1: All right, I guess so, there is
0: a, a, a premium for uh for Paul Walker.
1: And but we'll never know because of the body kit and the paint job yeah. and the, the modifications. But uh all right, and uh, now uh, the Lincoln Aviator Black Label.
0: Grand Touring, hybrid.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's nice.
0: They don't even write it all on the sticker anymore. They wrote BL Grand Touring.
1: It's very, uh, it's a very smooth car. I, ne- I never say that, but uh, after driving the Z car around on the highways and uh, freeways of uh, Southern California, it's a smooth car. Yeah. It's very smooth. Uh, it's got all the bells and the whistles. It's nice. It does a few things that like it doesn't seem like that much, but it kind of lets you know you're, you're in the luxury world, which is the, I have this bad habit of getting in my car and get, getting out the garage and getting down the driveway and putting my seatbelt on when I get to the first signal on the small street by my house you know and or sometimes i'll just stop at the gas station that's on the corner and i'll jump back in the car and it's the middle of the night i just i don't want to put my seatbelt on i'm just going up the street going home and the z car will let you know yeah and it's like it's annoying and uh it will force you to put that seat belt on the aviator gives you some time and then it has this sort of mild chime that's not annoying at all. Yeah. So you can kind of ignore it for the three blocks until you get home and not deal with it. Whereas the the Z car is like you're gonna have an epileptic seizure if you uh, if you do not <laughs> yeah, yeah, fasten yeah. that seat belt. Yeah.
0: You know, I if I recall this correctly, all the little chimes and things that are in the aviator of uh, Ford went to the Detroit Philharmonic, I think, and had them record all the yeah. lovely sounds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I don't know, you know, I don't know what DOT requires. DOT requires some sound at some decibel setting. Yes, that's,
0: and probably some alert on the dash, right? There's probably a right, the little right. red icon. That
1: I can ignore with my little ripe sticker that I pull <laughs> off my bananas and avocados.
0: I was just going to say, yeah. So Why does the dash say naturally organic? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's not a problem. But, um, yeah, so little things like that. Yeah. Not in, it doesn't do the... And it doesn't do... Yeah, it doesn't do all the annoying kind of buzzers like with the infinity, when you'd pull it into the garage and you're getting too close to the wall at the end of the garage, but it's such a big truck, you have to pull it all the way up or the yeah. garage door won't close. And so the last three feet, a lot of, meh, yeah. and it's like, I know, I know what I'm doing. But <laughs> so just like for that alone, just like literally, if more car companies, and it's also the kind of thing that you don't really discover until you own the car for a little while. So it's not really a selling point mm-hmm. at the dealership, but it is nice not to be, I have a uh, hypervigilance. So I go, I'm like a little kid with ADD. Like when the the thing starts buzzing at me, I'm like, just make it stop, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's nice. It does, it does a lot of really nice things.
0: I had two interesting experiences with the parking sensors it is one. I was driving recently uh, last week The refreshed Jaguar F Type uh, Coupe, the little, Mm -hmm. the gorgeous little sporty, Mm -hmm. you know, F Type R. Saw one this morning. Um, And that one kind of default to the parking, front parking meter off. And there's a little button on the touch screen that you hit it as you're pulling up close. You can hit it and it'll start to beep for you. But the default mode is, is no, we don't have it on. I'm sure there's some setting to turn it on and off, but the way this car was set up, I would just pull in you know, I just pull into the grocery store or whatever, and the car parked in front of me. I didn't get the beep. I know where that thing is, but mm-hmm. when I can't see it, I can hit that button and get the beeps when I want it. That was kind of interesting to turn that on and off, and then the car I've been driving this week is the lexus l c five hundred convertible they're mm-hmm. flagship convertible by the way, absolutely gorgeous this thing is it's beautiful inside and out uh V8 naturally aspirated something like 480 or 460 something horsepower it has a it has a muscle car sound to it it actually sounds great you have to turn the radio down to hear the beeping noise because unlike the huge loud annoying it's very quiet and subtle i'm sure somebody got into the settings and controlled the volume and kind of had mm-hmm. it turned down a little bit mm-hmm. but uh but it is. It was kind of nice having the subtle version of it because it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't put you into that I'm angry at it mode. <laughs> right. It was just kind of a light beep, beep, beep. But uh, both of those cars are fantastic, although quite different. Uh, maybe you'd cross shop them because the Jag is a hundred and ten thousand, and the and the Lexus is a hundred and ten thousand. In the convertible, yeah. or the coupe. Yeah, the, uh, the convertible that I'm driving. I, I think the Coupe is probably a few grand less, but yeah, um, I, mean, but normally. I, I will tell you that the convertible, because it is a proper soft top, it's not the convertible mm-hmm. hard top, that engine sounds great. And then when you drop the top, it you get that sound and it's just fantastic. Of course, when you get into that luxury world, you know it's got heated seats and it's got mm-hmm. heated steering wheel, mm-hmm. um, but it, it'll blow hot air onto your neck. Out of the headrest.
1: Mm. It'll blow
0: warm air. So if you want to drop the top.
1: and All right. You
0: know, like now we, our days are kind of nice. It gets a little chilly at night. Mm-hmm. You want to blast home. Because I like the top down only literally like at night. I'm more of a, you know, see the sky at night and a little less,
1: yeah. you know, sun
0: in the face yeah, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you, you, it blows the hot air on your on your neck. And it is kind of lovely.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, then there's the new Raptor.
0: There's a new Raptor. So, uh, you know, obviously, I, I love this, this kind of friendly battle that, that Ram is having with their, their TRX, mm-hmm. their T-Rex, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the Raptor. So Ford this morning, as we're recording this, was saying, uh, hey, we're going to announce a new Raptor, 2021 Raptor. Um, what everyone was expecting was a big V8 engine, the GT500 engine, and, and there was no announcement of that. All they said was, this summer you will get a Raptor. Next year, we will have a Raptor R as as a second variant. And everyone's mm-hmm. expecting the big V8. Um, but because uh, I know you're super into off-roading and you're really into these things. Yeah, but uh, here's the one thing I think you're going to appreciate is because it's a very functional vehicle, it still needs to tow and needs to haul the bacon, but no leaf springs now. It has a five-link coil spring in the, in the back. It has a panhard bar. Uh, so we get a lot more uh, articulation. You can see in some of the photos, things happening uh, there. So off-road capability is going to be fantastic. 37-inch tires are available. Um, <clears throat> I don't have the uh, – they didn't announce the the horsepower, but it will be a slight bump in horsepower. And the most important thing is an improved sound. One of the biggest gripes of the current Raptor with the V6 is it doesn't sound good even with an aftermarket exhaust. It's not the best sounding. Well, because so
1: – I mean, turbocharging motors, you know, by nature are kind of muffled. Yeah. You know, because obviously the exhaust doesn't run out into the exhaust. It runs into the turbo. So they're quieter, and they don't have the – I mean, they have their own sound, but they're not going to give you that American muscle, throaty V8 kind of wiggle because turbochargers – like I said, when I was at Riverside – a million years ago in like 1981 or something not with my dad of course but i went with my friend john gillingham's stepdad and him and uh when we'd stand on that back straight up on that bridge the, the rx7s would go by oh, yeah, and they'd yeah, be yeah. like screaming yeah and and then the 935s would go by and they just sound like whoo, like you know and at that point they were in top gear and they were Going 185 miles an hour, but they just like, yeah. sound like the wind. And that's and that's, by. and that's
0: the nature of the engine, the displacement, the turbos. I mean, those don't even have exhaust They just got a pipe, the down tube coming off of the turbo. So it, people that have muscled with the, uh futzed around with the Raptor, it's like it's tough to get the sound. Not, some people like it, which is fine, but not everybody does. It's been one of the gripes. But there are a few cool things that on the new F one fifty are going to show up on the Raptor. Uh, One is their trail mode. It's a one-pedal trail mode. So if you want to kind of rock climb or go through the trails, you hit the gas. Obviously, it moves forward. You let off the gas. It electronically applies the brakes. So you Mm -hmm. don't need a Uh two-footed. You can kind of brace yourself and hold on. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. And although it is not a hybrid, you can get an available – two kilowatt onboard generator so you can still in the bed of the truck plug your stuff in and power your campsite because a lot of people go off you know in the desert for the weekend so that is kind of cool as well of course it has wireless uh, phone charging and carplay and android and all the all the fun you know new tech bits that you would expect into it it's got a little bit more slightly better ground clearance slightly better uh suspension travel a little more and slightly more towing and hauling capacity to the TRX. So much to the point it was just it's just really about a press release. If you could tow ninety pounds more or haul like a hundred pounds extra, who 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 cares? But right. everybody's just going for that like, oh, we're best in class towing. We're best in class off road. So that's what they're doing. But I kinda like That, you know, that little battle, you know, like, oh, TRX, better suspension, better high speed. And then, you know, a few months later, we've got, you know, it's kind of like the Nürburgring records. As soon as somebody tests one, four months later, somebody's out there with another car going, oh, I can beat that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the, you know, I do think at the end of the day, there's Dodge guys and there's Ford guys. And, you know, you take Sean at the other shop, he's a Dodge guy. And so he's going to get that Raptor Um, or he's going to get the TRX. Um, You're more of a Ford guy. You're probably going to get the Raptor. And the 90 pounds this way or the two inches of travel that way at the end of the day are probably not going to sway that many people. Because in the in the I think it's safe to say that in the automotive world, like. I used to be a BMW guy and I got M3s all the time and I I like Drew loved his M5 and Mm -hmm. I was a BMW guy and then BMW started messing with their styling a little bit and I even think they weren't as reliable as some of the other cars and they're still really pretty expensive and... Then I started kind of shifting to other brands and other makes. Like I was just thinking about it. I was just driving uh, a Lincoln, you know, going here. I am sitting in a Lincoln. I never thought about driving a Lincoln, but sorry. What I wanted to say was truck guys are different. They, they got, they have their brand. They love their brand. You couldn't talk to Sean about getting him into a Ford. He's a Dodge guy.
0: Right. And and he likes to have that fun conversation about Ford versus Dodge. But, like, yeah, in your specific scenario, you went from an E46 BMW to an Audi S4, I believe. You know, Right. But for those reasons, like, Audi stepped up their game and made it more competitive. And you're like, oh, this is nice. And it's fast. And it's still sporty. And it's a yeah. little different. But
1: then I found out it had a single piston yeah. front brake.
0: Those rear with, brakes with, are lies. With a
1: big, big dust shield on it that said like audi <laughs> yeah. performance or, or something or, yeah, like
0: an s4 or something s4 yeah.
1: <laughs> but when I, I i was when i told my assistant jay ah we'll change the brake pads ourselves yeah lift the front of the car pop the rims pop the. when when i saw that dust plate fall off and there was a single yeah. piston front single piston front in your performance package yeah i said uh feh Eh, you I was,
0: mourned for days uh, i did <laughs> on the
1: other hand uh lynette had the Audi a7 and that that was a dream to drive that, yeah that's still a cool car yeah.
0: and there's an rs7 which is nuts i think your buddy chris morgan had one for a while
1: mm-hmm. or he
0: had s7 rs7 yeah
1: yeah fast and furious yeah he's gotta yeah. he's gotta worry about the car he drives <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get any shit from Vin Diesel. For from
0: Vin me. Diesel, Vin Diesel Dodge. I'm sure Vin Diesel doesn't own a Dodge, but he drove it up to Monterey. He drove his uh, his RS Seven up to Monterey as his little road trip car. Right. You know.
1: Yeah, it's a nice piece.
0: Yeah, I drove one of those too. That's a beast of a car. It's not a small car.
1: No. It's just no. It's a real grand tour
0: Yeah. It's where we are with these super sedans. Like we were talking about last week, this M5 CS, the 600 and I don't know, forty-seven horsepower M five, zero to sixty in three and a half seconds. Like, you know, for one hundred forty-two thousand dollars, limited edition. Like, this is where we are with sedans. Right. You could just get kind of a beast of a of a vehicle.
1: Well, I feel like with all this Dodge talk, you ought to do your Dodge spot.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, Dodge has uh, has officially opened the doors of the new 2021 open orders, really, of the 2021 Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. It's the most powerful SUV ever. I just put in a request to try to test drive one of these things because uh, exclusive for 2021, it features 710 horsepower. It's got a new aggressive exterior styling and a new interior with a driver-centric cockpit. I looked at some of the specs. It's like zero to 60 in three and a half seconds in a, in a mm. vehicle size of your aviator. It's a three-passenger thing. And... Uh, The part I like is all buyers will receive a full day of pro instruction at the Bondurant High Performance School of Driving, which you definitely should do if you get one of these things. Deliveries begin early this year. And uh, you guys know that Dodge was ranked number one in initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer, Or visit Dodge.com today to schedule your test drive.
1: All right. So what else we got? We got uh, Cadillac. Cadillac.
0: So uh, Cadillac, uh, as we know, has had – they had the ATS and the CTS. And the hot versions were the ATS-V and the CTS-V. The ATS is the small sedan. The CTS Mm -hmm. was the midsize, slightly larger sedan. Um, And they were both were fantastic. And uh, I, I guess it's just sort of this, this halo move to get people into the uh, Cadillac brand. Mm-hmm. They announced a new CT4 V Blackwing and a CT5 V Blackwing. And both will be available with a manual transmission. Mm. And uh, they look fantastic. The CT4 has the 3.6 liter V6 twin turbo. It's going to have 472 horsepower and uh, I believe 445 pound-feet of torque, and the engines in the manual cars receive uh, titanium connecting rods, revised crankshaft counterweights. The manual has uh, rev-matching and no-lift shift functionality, so you can bang gears in this thing, and uh, the little car, if you will... We'll do 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds with is, the V6. Twin is turbo.
1: anyone going to do sequential anything? Well, I got to uh, tell you, driving that uh, Corvette race car with the sequential, I, I'd never driven a sequential, but I had ridden a lot of motorcycles, which yeah. are always se- sequential. So I understood sort of the concept of up and down pretty well from riding motorcycles. But I got in that car and in five minutes, I was like, oh, this is the way to go.
0: Well, the version of that in street cars are the paddle shifters. You were at the track; we just beat Vegas. You were in the Shelby GT500. Mm-hmm. That's a true DCT. That's a that's a that's a manual transmission, but it's completely paddle shifted. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you can bang gears up and down in that thing as much as you want to, and it basically acts as a sequential.
1: I still gotta say,
0: you want to do it with a stick.
1: <laughs> well, maybe it's just old man Corolla, but I mean, the, the problem with the paddles for me is i'm never really clear on the downshift Uh, like uh, you know i it i I mean i I suppose if i did it for 10 minutes i'd get used to it but that the stick shift you just it just feels so organic and you don't need two hands on the wheel that's totally overrated (laughs) <laughs> Especially yeah. going into a turn.
0: When I when I went out and drove um, in Irwindale, we were doing that that stock car race. The instructor guy there, who's, who races very fast, for some odd reason, just the way he gets comfortable in the car is he's he's in his seat and you can't really move, uh, and he he puts one arm up. He just puts one arm up and he drives the whole thing and shifts and everything with with. With one arm, <laughs> it has is like his shoulder has to be up, like his elbow above his shoulder. Yeah, like almost like he's got his arm around his date. <laughs> and he does the whole race that way, hmm. and he he's fast. He wins, but uh, anyway, so that's the uh, the uh, the CT. Uh, I'm sorry, the the uh, CT five or the CT four. The CT five. We won't be able to do this for very long, but the CT five V Blackwing is saying, "Hey." We're going to stick with our supercharged 6.2 liter pushrod V8 and uh, some improvements to the intake exhaust. 668 horsepower, 659 pound-feet of torque. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, it'll have a transmission with a dual-disk clutch, rev-matching, no lift shifting, and you can get a 10-speed automatic as well, electronically controlled limited slip differential, Uh, it's rear-wheel drive, which is going to be the only way you can get it. Don't expect anything all-wheel drive here. Zero to 60 in 3.7 seconds, 200-mile-an-hour top speed. Uh, I just love the idea of just big V8. You know, Obviously, Dodge has been doing this with their Hellcat engines for, you know, it seems like, forever. Mm-hmm. And they've even spoken up and they said, look, there's a demand for horsepower. We're selling 50,000 Hellcats a year through the various models. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a demand for horsepower, but... With the Biden administration and increased regulations and miles per gallon and emissions, he goes, we're just not going to be able to do it with big V8 power. And, and you know, expect electrification to come into the work. Works possibly all-wheel drive. We can do you know gas engines on the front or the back, and then electric motors. He goes, but this is sort of the last hurrah of of Dodge Hellcat engines over the next maybe couple of years. But the fact that Cadillac is saying, yeah, we understand that too. But we're going to take our last shot. We're going to introduce a new vehicle, uh, and we're going to make <laughs> six hundred what sixty eight horsepower mm-hmm. supercharged V8. I don't know. I kind of love that idea. And it looks good, right? So it's interesting because I was thinking, I don't know how many people are going to go out and buy this thing with the manual transmission. But then I started thinking, you're not going to have that anymore sooner than later. So yeah, this is the cool car you want to go out and probably get.
1: And also, I think the savvy car guys have figured out as we've discussed on previous episodes that getting a unique version of a car um, you know, you go out and you buy the standard fare Aston Martin or whatever, whatever high end whatever, you're going to lose money. Down the road, Mm -hmm. Uh, but get the one-off, and I don't mean one-off, but get the special R version with the stick shift and the the radio delete or something, and you're not – that's going to be a good investment.
0: Right. Eight years from now, you're going to do well on bring a trailer with that car. I mean, look at the CTSVs now, the few that are available with – uh, a manual transmission or the CTS-V wagon with the six-speed manual mm-hmm. is a cool car. And they always do very well on bring a trailer. Uh, for Understandably, that's badass. You know, a wagon with a manual and, and 640 horsepower or whatever it is, right. is is fantastic. So I don't know. I just – uh, with the twin-disc clutch that handles the power and how easy we can make the shifting these days, it's not a chore to drive. Uh, you know, a, a manual transmission is somebody coming from a fairly modern car, although the 370Z is a little long in the tooth. That's an easy shifting, easy driving, rev matching, you know, up and down, as you stated last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, you I, drove I, that thing I for I a few weeks. I oftentimes
1: reflect on how <laughs> retarded my statement was about how the car should have known <laughs> if I was downshifting or upshifting. Yeah. I I Maybe guess if you it, could yell at like Siri. Well, a uh, 370Z upshift. <laughs> one could <laughs> one but I guess one I guess the car could know because if you started applying the brake it could know you're downshifting. Am I getting further into insane conversations or is that a possibility because it when I do you know when you when you do downshift you Clutch in, start applying the brake, blip it, drop it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I suppose... If you're
0: good, the brake and the blip are happening at the same time with a little roll of the foot.
1: Yeah, but it's not... Mm-hmm. It's never the... It's it, it, The brake is momentarily, yeah. you know, yeah. even the guys that are good at it, not me, but the guys that are good at it, start first, you know... Pa- ball of the foot on the brake and then roll onto the accelerator. So obviously with computers, they could figure out in that millisecond as the brake is being applied and roll the blip in versus the upshift where you're not touching the brake. I guess you could figure it out that way. Well, you You could.
0: First of all, our brake light switch is so sensitive that the slightest pressure on the brake obviously hits the brake lights, Mm -hmm. right? So you know, as soon as that comes on, it could give it the blip.
1: Am I making that up, Maxipata? Do is there? Do you think there are cars that are wired that way? Was uh, Was your Mustang Bullet wired that way?
0: Uh, I, you know, I don't remember specifically, but since because uh, I drove
1: that car, and I don't remember the the Z car is it does catch your attention when yeah. you're going from. F- when you're going from fourth to fifth, then it goes wrong.
0: Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. But uh, you know, go- I got the Mach gonna- 1 gonna- on order. So in a couple of months, well, it's got rev matching.
1: This is a f- <laughs> fine uh, episode of Google me right. <laughs> Google me right, Maxipata.
0: <laughs> He's going to go 14 pages of you being wrong. He's going to find the one Reddit forum. It's like, yes, it's, uh-
1: <laughs> I've been Googled correct.
0: You can find any answer you're looking for on yeah, Google,
1: but it was interesting. Like I don't remember that when I was driving that bullet around, which I which I like. I I drove it for ten minutes, but I just I I we did have the rev match on. And yeah, I don't remember it on the upshift. All right, uh, De Niro is starring in an F one movie. For yeah, Netflix. so uh,
0: uh, Netflix. So um, there's there wasn't a lot of information about it. It was uh. Uh, it was basically De Niro's uh, uh, in this Netflix movie. Um, I had this this note here about it, but it was um, it's kind of a heist, kind of a heist film, and I believe it was uh, he he plays this role. They they were unclear about the role, but uh, one r- uh, racing prodigy is forced to become a getaway driver to save the only family he has left. Oh boy! Yeah, and. Didn't they the, the they kind of the did,
1: ba- did it with Baby Driver or, or Spacey had the goods on him and he owed him. like that thing yeah, where it's Well, like, there's
0: The Getaway. I don't know if you saw that right. one, mm-hmm. right, right. which fantastic, not a very good movie, Fantastic Car Sounds. Is there's, that the Steve
1: McQueen one?
0: No, Getaway is um, – uh, well, there was an Alec Baldwin movie called The Getaway. Too, oh, there's but, that one, right. Uh, this was the uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, that one. In the GT500. Uh, what was the
1: Steve McQueen, the getaway? The
0: getaway. So Robert De Niro and John Boyega from uh, Star Wars Films. I assume, I, I, <laughs> I assume he's the young prodigy. I wouldn't know. assume he's the young prodigy. And uh, this is a film done for, for Netflix. Um, they didn't say much else about it, but it was just kind of interesting. And also we're kind of pulling some attention toward uh, – Netflix, I think, is wrapped season three of their series Formula One, Drive to Survive. So oh, yeah. I got to watch. There's season, a little bit of – Is season
1: three on yet?
0: Uh, I, I think it says it's just wrapped. I don't know if it's on there yet.
1: All right. I'm going to look because I love that.
0: And I believe they are working on a mini series loosely based on Senna. Sort of a fictionalized miniseries based off of Senna that's due out in twenty twenty two, also on Netflix. So maybe there's a couple car guys over on uh, over at Netflix, or they understood that uh, that movies like Ford v Ferrari (laughs) do well, and yeah, it's kind of a you know, and Rush did well, and you know. Yeah. Not to mention the Fast and Furious franchise makes billions of dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be nice if we could uh, get more of that in play. I mean obviously it's helpful for us. I mean the way the the way the business works is You make a volcano movie, you know, you do two volcano movies, they both suck, you do it in a nine-month period, and there's no more volcano movies for the next 30 years. Yeah. That's just, and if you had the best volcano movie ever in 2001, the best script ever, they would never make it, because they go, we're done with volcano movies.
0: When we were in that phase, what was your favorite, Dante's Peak or Volcano? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm going with Volcano. Volcano. But the, right. my, well, because they had the L.A. River. The L.A. River. And it rolled down uh, Wilshire Boulevard. and Harvey yeah. Levin was in it, I think. The point is, is <laughs> he's a dear friend now. The point is, is, when things get unpopular, when they get the stink of whatever on yeah. them, it, it'll be a generation before Hollywood makes another Volcano film or another whatever film. Conversely, if there's a couple of race themed films and they get a little traction, pardon the pun, and yeah. they they do okay, then Hollywood will swing the other way and start crapping those things out as fast as they can. So it does feels like after a very long absence of yeah. you know race related stuff that in the last decade we're starting to get some more material and we maybe have even more on the way.
0: You know, being such fans of cars, I do like. The good storytelling, both the fictionalized and the true story stuff. So yeah. it's good. It's fun.
1: Yeah, a little uh, little less of Brian Cranston looking at old stock cars and going, uh, yeah, paint's good, engine's good, and look, got plenty of tread on the tires. That's <laughs> a selling point for a stock car. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of tread on the tires. What? First off, what tread? What tread? What are we doing with then the tread? Then secondly, it's an old car. It's an old stock car where they change the tires 70 times during one race. Yeah. Uh, it's just, this is really a selling point. I There's the tread runners. on the tires. There's tread on the tires. tread on the tires. I just don't get the process where somebody writes
0: it, and then it goes through how many hundreds of people, and they're all like, we're good with this.
1: But have you seen one... <laughs> stock car race <laughs> where the guy r- drove up with the same tires he left with and like we're gonna get three more runs out of this
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah we can save 19
0: dollars if we just uh if we have and the fact that a he said
1: tread on tires that don't possess a tread <laughs> Ugh. all right let me hit uh geico yeah. here do you own do you rent your home well you probably do one or the other how about you make it easy when you bundle, sure, bundle those policies with your automotive policy, you do it with Geico. You uh, go to geico.com, you get a quote, you see just how much you could be saving when you uh, hop on over to Geico. So go to geico.com, get the bundle on at geico.com. All right, we'll cut it a little bit short today because i got to run out and grab something somewhere. Oklahoma City Bricktown Comedy Club coming up February 26th and 27th. We'll do a live pod there and we'll do stand-up. Uh, Waukegan, Illinois, Genesee Theater, May 6th. We'll do a stand-up show there. Go to com. Go to our YouTube page and uh, watch a bunch of free stand-up there and uh, check out uh, Uppity and all our movies at Chassis. Two S's and a while. What do you got, I uh, Just uh, check me out on social media. I post a little update for the lightning
0: intake manifold we've been waiting 14 months for him. a little <laughs> video
1: there. <laughs> so, till next time, Sam Corolla for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare, with the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call in times, follow
0: the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Carcast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarcastShow.com and don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. Carcast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit Carcast Show.com.
1: Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com